everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched the final two episodes, that's episodes five and six of The Sound of Magic. Is that not, was it not five and six? I don't know why I shook my head. I think it was just Buck Wild that five and six are the last episodes. It was Buck Wild. I will give you that. I did think, I was like, oh shit, I've done it wrong again. I've forgotten the numbers <laughs> once again. It, uh, it only took one little head shake and then you <laughs> doubted everything. You were like, hmm, got it wrong. I have messed it up so many times. So many. Or, or I am infamous for a disconcertingly long pause before I say the number and the name of the drama because I do I genuinely forget sometimes it's not that I didn't watch it's not that I don't know human language in this case (laughs) in this instance English it's that my mind just wanders immediately immediately if I start to try I can't spell out loud did you know that about me that's like a weird thing I, obviously, I can spell short words, but the if it exceeds, literally, if it exceeds five letters, it's pretty pathetic. If it exceeds five <laughs> letters, I start to forget what the last letter, last three letters I said was. Oh, no. Yeah, that would make it hard. Yeah. So, it's hard for me to remember the name of the K-drama. It's hard for me to remember the numbers, and all it takes is a head shake to also shake my entire foundation. <laughs> so Also... It's just six episodes. That never happens. So when you start, the first half of the sentence is, we watched the finale. There's just a part of your brain that's not, that says episode six is wrong. That's wrong. We got it wrong. (laughs) That's incorrect. We're only halfway through. We're only halfway through. Not even halfway through. Because usually there's 16 episodes. So anyways, I think we should skip the regular stuff. And just do a 45-minute fan cast on the post-credit musical number that we got. I am so glad we are on the same page, because that is also the only thing that I am particularly interested in talking about. I could not believe... So, I think I've mentioned a couple times now, I watched the this entire drama with Craig... And he got up. He got up and he left. And I was just sitting there letting the credits roll. And then that happened. That started happening. And I was thrilled. And also, he missed out. He never saw it. We didn't go back and rewind it. His loss. Oh my god, but he loves musicals. I was so excited that he was going to see that. Yeah, he has not seen it. I might... Maybe after we record, I'll go back and be like, hey, this is the most important part of the drama, so you do have to watch it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of bias, because my favorite part of any show is the post-credit, like, photo gallery that they do, where they're like, look, all of these people are just actors, they're very nice people, they all like each other and got along well, and they love the cast and crew, we all worked hard. Here's some really cool behind the scenes, like how we made this shot work. And you're welcome. Finish the drama with some good vibes. And this was just that times 10. This was that to another level. I like to think, I'm not sure. I like to think all the people in the audience were also cast and then crew members. So even cuter. That would be really wholesome because... 
then all of the hype, it was it it feels like it's a special little performance just for them that they get to enjoy. Yeah. I don't know who was running the lights. They did not get to enjoy it. They had to contract a third party who didn't give a crap <laughs> to do <laughs> the lighting and production for the cast show for the regular production crew. So, very pure, very wholesome. It was extremely expensive to get that third party involved, but absolutely worth it, because the additional cast and the crew were delighted to see this little performance by the main (laughs) cast. It was so cute. Yeah, it was so adorable. And I just, I loved every moment of it, but especially the moments where we got to see all of the villains whimsically singing and dancing around the stage. That's the best part, because I get so in love with a villain being a bad guy in a show. I'm just so enamored with someone being able to act so cruelly, and then they just turn it around. They're like, don't worry, we're real people, just like you, and look at us singing and dancing. (laughs) Pure, pure. I love it. It's such a good way to do that, (laughs) and... Oh, so I should preface this whole episode by also saying that I watched the finale like a week ago, and you know my memory just ain't good. It's just not there. So I'm sorry if this is yet another chaotic episode of Play on K. I think it was always bound to be. I watched the final episode last night, and the- Nice. Yeah, and the episode before- I watched a couple days ago, so there was there was a gap of time for me as well, so we don't have each other to count on, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> It'll just be, do you remember this part? And yeah. then on to another part that has been triggered by previous part. Yeah. Um, that's kind of par for the course for our show, but also for our review of this show specifically, we have had no plan, and I feel like that's... The vibe. We're fitting with the vibe of this show overall. Yeah, plans are adult and boring and lame. (laughs) And you can't count on them. You definitely can't rely on them. Just like you can't rely on any adults except the weird magician who lives in the theme park. And is he an adult? And the cop, who actually kind of came through at the end. He didn't seem (gasps) like he was going to, but he kind of did. cop, I hate the cop. I didn't listen. I am... (laughs) we're all friends here i'm not a big cop fan (laughs) yeah uh i don't usually love a cop that said uh i was just glad at the very end that the investigation did continue that the investigation wasn't oh this one's wrapped up we know who it is we just need to find him they said oh we have received further evidence, and I hear students when they come to me and say, I need to report a sexual assault, not I turn students away because of this. I don't know. I just I hear you. I hear yeah. you. It is the bare minimum, though, and I <laughs> right. know you know that, but I had a point where I decided I hated him and I could not forgive him for anything he did past that. It was never going to make up for the scene where he brought an adult man into a counseling room that he was like, I want to question a student, a child, if you will. I forgot. And I'm going to bring in this adult man 
And when she gets scared, she's physically scared of him. I'll say, you go sit on that couch with her. He makes no move to stop the man when he's harassing her, when he's assaulting her. He, that's, I guess, when they step up, when the two other adults in the room are like, whoa, you can't actually, like, hit her. I guess you can grab her. You've done that a couple times. You can definitely yell at her, but don't hit her. Like, what was that whole scene? I am so glad you- I can't believe I forgot- I can believe I forgot that. I have the memory of a blueberry muffin. I cannot yeah. believe that I forgot that because I also had a righteous fury about- I don't understand- it's it feels pretty common that we see some poor and unrealistic practices in you know in in the moment when they're trying to ramp up the drama they say put the victim and the villain in the same room together in a police holding cell see what happens they do that a yeah. lot in K-dramas this was a whole new level because it was put this physically terrified and vulnerable teenager in front of a man who is coming out swinging with threats just immediately. Immediately. From the get-go. No, you're right. Fuck that cop. Like, what? And like, why in the first place would you be like, come to the school with me, sir? Like you said, it's usually a police station thing where you might be like, oh, that's crazy. This whole scene is crazy. But it's happening at the police station where, I don't know. This guy can be stopped, I guess. And things are recorded. I guess who's to say that the room in the school isn't recorded, but usually in an interrogation cell or something, there is a recording of what's happening so that it, so people can be held accountable for their actions and the things they say and the things they do with, you know, video proof. So. It is buck wild to say, no, we're going to go ahead and do this interrogation at the school with someone who has accused this person of a crime. He has accused this student of a crime and the person that we want to ask her more questions about. And yeah. he is being physically violent, but the most we'll do is, hey, 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 cut that out, not... How about we move this to a more appropriate location and never put your hands on a teenage girl fucking ever, you creep? Yeah! Anything! Literally do anything to remove these people from the situation. They do not need to sit on a couch together in this stupid counseling office. I don't know. I think we can all see the many, many points in that scene that were insane and wrong and horrifying. So it, to me, it's like, yeah, the cop and the dean, there is no room for forgiveness in my heart. Anything they could do would be the bare minimum to start to make it up to her because putting her in that situation, watching her get more and more scared as the, as the conversation continued and doing nothing about it, just blatantly ignoring the situation and how scared she was is like, it's unforgivable. That's it. It's unforgivable to me. Yeah, and you know, you actually are entirely right about the ending where he act where the cop acted like a person and a cop who was doing their job, and that is literally that is not the the bar. That is just <laughs> <laughs> that is not the exceptionalism bar. That is the I am functioning in this world as someone who 
is remotely capable bar. <laughs> Just it's bare, a step like in the said, right direction. Bare minimum. I think what this show did a really good job of though is making me hate every adult to really drive the finale home. I didn't know that that's where they were going. But they just had the bar of expectation set so unbelievably low for every adult human in this entire show. And I am going to go ahead and loop the magician in there because even though he was a better person overall... He didn't even want to be an adult. He didn't even want to be... Even he said, adults are garbage, even though I'm an adult. And he spent pretty much this whole time, you know, being a little bit unhinged in a delightful, whimsical way. We love him. But also... Until he started choking a student, like... Yeah, what was that? <laughs> also, too, as well. I get it, because she did kill his parrot, ultimately. Kind of. I Swear, feel but like he they sort both of killed helped. his parrot. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you both killed like like maybe you if we attacked kept a her. little head. Yeah. Yeah. I d- I we can't cast the blame on her and you also can't murder her because she murdered your bird. That's not how the law works. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty unhinged, huh? He did not maybe have they, Yeah. <laughs> have everything <laughs> going for. But then they spend the rest of the finale being like, "No, he's like a whimsical child man it's very sweet how he's existed this long he would never hurt a fly you're like we literally just saw him hurt a human girl yeah Um, we also hate her but in this actual instance maybe team hana maybe team yeah you can't just wrap your hands around someone's neck and try to kill them and i didn't love i i liked um Yuna's speech. Wait, who's our main character? Ai. Every time I'm just gonna give her a different name. Ai. I really liked her clap back to Hana saying, I really care about you. That's why I'm telling you that the magician is unhinged. And her saying, You don't care about me. You just want to look like you care about me. And I don't, I'm not about that. That's very cool. But also, I do feel like Hana. At least 5% as a human being was probably like, part of this is sincere. 5% of this is sincere. Stay away from that dude. He's crazy and he might kill you. Um, Right. Because we absolutely could have maybe been team, you don't actually give a shit, you're making too much of this up. Except that we did see, it did show him choking. Maybe if they had (laughs) sowed those seeds of doubt a little bit better as far as not showing him outright choking a girl if maybe there was some kind of misunderstanding right i don't know what that is i'm not a writer but maybe if there was something where she felt attacked and it was not him attacking her but it's understandable how she could think that that's one thing and it's a completely different thing to watch a grown-ass man wrap his whole hand hands, double two of them, his whole hands around the throat of a tiny teenage girl and then say- and be like, he's the good guy? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think we're all the villains here, honestly. There's not a single non-villain that I can see. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would have been really clever to have Hana, like, sneaking around the stage and he creeps up on her. 
and she, I don't know, falls off the stage. Like, that's really dark. But she falls off, she, like, twists her ankle or dislocates her shoulder or something bad where she gets some very obvious cast and walks around school like, the magician did this because he's crazy. And we all get to go, oh, she's just spreading rumors. She's being classic Hana. But instead they were like, no, he's actually very violent and willing to kill a young woman. Had they not been interrupted, he might have ended her life. And you're like, I don't want to deal with these feelings. I just wanted him to be good. Why are you taking that away from me? Yep. So actually, yeah, the bar of expectation for every single adult is abysmal. And so all that (laughs) cop had to do was be a regular person doing their job how they should and I was like, wow, wow, what what a cop. Because every other person just completely... I mean, there was the pregnant woman, but she was barely a character, right? She was just there to yeah. say, hey, he used to be really different. Now I sort of take care of him because I remember how he used to be. And I don't think he uh, is doing so great. Yeah, we can all see that. Yeah, she was great. And... Then there's the dad, who kind of had the same ending as the cop, Ayi's dad, who finally got a job. And that's it. That's all he did. Yeah. Uh, But all he had to do was just, yeah, the absolute bare minimum of helping his daughter pay off his debt and make sure that his two daughters had a roof over their head. Just... You you could have gotten a job until now? That was an option? You were just... Because we thought you were on the lam, and that's why you couldn't settle down and get a job, but instead you could have... But it kind of feels like you chose the lam. You mm-hmm. were like, running will be easier than just getting a job and starting to pay off these debts. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse? Excuse? <laughs> um, I guess it's cool that you got a job and you're starting to pay off your debts, but why didn't you do that sooner? I don't know. Weird. Weirdly low bar we've got. Whoa, yeah. This entire show was kind of a trip, huh? Because you, <laughs> yeah. you don't really notice until you get to the end of the very brief six episodes that you've been on a journey that started at High School Musical and ended in, I don't know, Scream? <laughs> yeah, what? Because I guess magic is real? Because... Ayi and Ildung had these trips, but also, did he just drug them? Like, mushrooms are real. I know That's that. what Craig has been saying the whole time because of how often they would go on these journeys after they ate something. I think the first one with the big fireworks show and everything from the first episode, or maybe second episode, she had just finished a cup of hot chocolate he gave to her, and then all of a sudden the whole theme park lights up and there's fireworks. And so this whole time Craig has been convinced that he's been microdosing them with mushrooms to make them Whoa. believe in magic. I am fully on board with that purely because instead of disappearing people, he pushed a man off a ledge, which I laughed out loud. Yeah. I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard that this <laughs> magician, instead of disappearing someone, you and I were convinced. He had been disappeared. I just edited our last episode. We went 
on and on about the disappearance of this man. We were fully into the magic. We did call out that the store manager killed the missing girl. So proud of us for that. We thought the the missing persons thing, the disappearance act, was a big part of it. Yeah. Idiots. He pushed him off a cliff. That's hilarious. <laughs> but, um, he got us classic magician shit. <laughs> but the other tricks seemed to mostly revolve around just seeing stuff in a musical number. Yeah, hallucinogenics, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It was a trip. It was just a trip on mushrooms, is what this show was. <laughs> I I don't quite know how to feel about it, right? Because I don't mind the message of, you know, the, the adults in our lives were letting us down, so we chose to, you know, find the little miracles that we were always capable of during youth, right? Can Was that kind of yeah. like a theme of it? So that was really nice. The journey to get there felt unbelievable. (laughs) Just (laughs) absolutely. But not in a K-drama kind of way, right? Because it was so short. I feel like I blinked and I time traveled myself. Yeah. And And also there's a few loose ends. If I can say a few. I do want to say at least a few. It is unusual, I think, for a K-drama to introduce so many plot lines and then have some of them where they just straight up acknowledge at the end, we're not going to solve this bad boy. This is a big question mark. Yeah, I'm I'm into it in a a few ways. I liked that Ai didn't get a happy ending. It wasn't just like everything is fixed and magic made everything possible. It was a bittersweet She's using her magic. She's got a part-time job that she loves. She can use her magic. Her dad's still not around, but she and her sister are doing a lot better. That's awesome. We love to see it. They're not living the high life in a beautiful apartment somewhere, but they, they're doing better. But I, I would argue that there are three main characters, and only one of them got a finale. Two of them just went missing. Yes, that's what I was saying. I... As soon as it ended, I was, at the very least, I'm okay with the magician kind of just disappearing, you know, as part of a magician act. That was okay with me. I was pretty frustrated at how Ildun's Ildun's entire storyline ended. Uh, I, here's the thing. I don't need to be given all the details for all of time of everything that happened to him and where he went and what he's up to. But what is disappointing and kind of weird for me is, yeah, like you said, just for him to disappear after saying something about, you know, flowers only blooming in a bumpy field. Kind of a cool metaphor, dude. Yeah, I like it. Let's let's go with it. That's that's beautiful. You it's cool that you don't want to take the easy path. Can we know anything about what happens to him or just that he drops out of high school, which doesn't oh feel God. necessary, <laughs> right? It doesn't feel necessary. Well, no. I it, what if he stayed in school but then also did things that interested him and chose his own path and decided what he wanted to do with his education and it wasn't him taking the path his father designed and opened for him. 
but instead his own journey. But instead, yeah, we just get a, and then he drops out of school and disappears and hopefully he's fine, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I even would have loved, like, uh, you know, you know us constantly rewriting shows to be just whatever we want in our imagination. So this is not, quote unquote, the best ending for him, but it's what I wanted. Where he was such a great character that I thought it would have been really interesting to have him continue on his quote-unquote asphalt path, his perfectly paved road, and him say, I don't know how to get off this track, but I know that I want to start making it my own. And almost like a bring a pickaxe into the analogy, start breaking down the path and go, okay, so I'll keep doing well in school. I'll go to law school, but instead of just being a typical corporate lawyer or whatever my dad is, I will be a defense attorney for the people in this city who can't afford the best of the best. The people who, like my favorite homeless magician who was accused of murder and did not do it. That was a defining event in my life, and that's, those are the kind of people that I want to help. So I'm going on this beautifully paved road because I don't really know how to get off of it. I'm not that strong a character, but I'm going to start chipping away at it and do life my own way. I think that would have been an interesting, like, yeah, it's not the happiest, but it's not him just dropping out of school and disappearing either. Yeah, and it would have actually lined up really well with a lot of moments that felt very character-defining for him. Like, the conversation he had with his dad, at the point that his dad was saying, you know, don't tell the cops the truth about the where you were, don't be a witness for this person who's innocent of this crime, don't, don't do that, because it doesn't matter, because... This is going to be what it's going to be, and the only reason you have any power is because you're my son, and other people are powerless in these types of situations, including that magician. So it would have been a really cool defining moment to have him say, fine, you're right, I only have power because I'm your son, but if I build up my own power and then give it to other people who need it, then... I'm I'm doing what's right by by my standards. I think that would have been so cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I've seen one too many K-dramas about the corrupt system and people trying to overcome it from the inside. I'm like, go down that path. It just seems it was already paved out for you. It's going to be easy to get there. Your law school is already paid for. I don't know. Maybe this is also coming from an adult trying to pay for graduate school and being like, I don't know, man, if my parents were rich and had just, like, put me on a path, oh, life would have been easy. Like, kudos to you for romanticizing being poor, but it ain't all, it ain't all it's cracked up to be my guy. Right? Maybe graduate high school, at least. There's even privilege in that, right? To say, I don't yeah. need your free handouts, and it's like, well, uh, have you tried being poor? Yeah. Have you been to Ayi's house? You watched what Ayi went through, and you know that there's a privilege in even getting to- She would have in a second said no to all of your weird, nefarious plans of a mutually beneficial relationship where she gets paid and you 
I don't know, get to hang out with her because you actually seemed (laughs) to be doing fine with your homework. She would have loved to do that. She felt terrible about saying yes to that. She would have loved to say no, but she couldn't because she didn't have the privilege to say, I'm going to pave my, I'm going to, I'm going to make my own way. I'm going to go grow a field of flowers. Yeah, it's very cool, but also very privileged that your choices are either a perfectly paved asphalt road or a beautiful flourishing field of flowers. My guy, some people just have dirt. It's just dirt out there. So, I don't know. I wanted something else for his ending, and they were like, choose your own ending. If you want something else for him, make it up in your head. We will give him nothing. (laughs) Which I guess is its own way of ending someone's storyline. We're just going to break some bridges along the way. He will drop out of school. He will not be mentioned in Ayi's monologue. She will not be sending him letters. Yeah, that killed me. I wanted, I didn't need them to have a big romance. It was fine with me that she said, hey, I'm not in a good place right now, and he kind of got his feelings hurt and reacted poorly, and then they just kind of called it, but then they kept having a friendship. That was really actually lovely to me, that they were able to salvage a friendship out of what could have been a crippling and disastrous uh, rejection. It's fine. I don't need them to be in love. What I would like is to see that they're still in contact. Maybe in her letter to the magician, she could say, I still see... It'll do a couple times a week. We practice ma- Maybe we both work at the same magic place together. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I haven't written that part of the ending in my head yet. We haven't gotten this far, but it's a good start because he's just nowhere. And yeah, by the end of the show, she was all he had. So to be like, and they're just not in contact. She doesn't talk to him anymore. I guess she doesn't owe him that, but it kind of feels like that's what the show is building up to, is them having some sort of relationship. They had a friendship that was pretty solid by the end, and now he's just dead to her. She's like, I forgot all about that dude from high school. Wow. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ildung, thanks for asking about him. I don't know what he's up to. Maybe I'll run into him in an abandoned theme park one day. Yeah, like what? I don't know if that was just foreshadowing of like her kind of going along a very similar path to the pregnant woman and going yeah I knew this crazy dude in high school and then I just didn't see him for 10 years but isn't that a little bit sad I don't know that's not what I want for Ildung is for him to become unhinged and start to harass teenagers from his empty from his amusement park yeah yeah be alone for the next 10 years by himself kind of losing his mind a little bit i don't want to you know i don't want to say that it has to be the exact same path because that path got pretty dark but either way it's sad that the (laughs) magician had to spend so much time by himself in his own head no no matter what way you look at it even if it results in strangling high schoolers in your abandoned stage home. Um, (laughs) It would have been even believable that they were maybe together, that Ildung and the magician had somehow run away together, not necessarily in a romantic way, but in like a, this is my new magician's assistant. 
It's like, that's kind of a vibe. I'd be interested. I'd watch that spinoff. Yeah, I'd watch that spinoff. But they didn't build up the relationship between those two very much at all. They were like, yeah, they kind of passively knew each other. Yeah. Through Ayi. Um, and Bill okay. didn't really believed in magic by the end of it and believed in the magician, but not in maybe the we're close kind of way, but in a yeah. he, he helped me out. He's a bro kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> like he's a friend of a friend, a good friend of a friend. Yeah. But there was no relationship there that would make that believable. And more importantly, they just gave no signal that that's what happened. There was no like... Two butterflies flying away at the <laughs> end of the show. Like, I'd be like, oh man, that's such a little, little trick there. Little Easter egg that you see the two butterflies. Maybe that means that two of them are doing magic together somewhere. No, yeah. no clues, no hints. I would also need them to explicitly state that it wasn't romantic, though, if they had done a little hint. I would need them <laughs> to tell me to my face. That those guys were just bros, because again, we gotta circle back to just how weird the whole adult high schooler relationship is. Yeah. 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 I see that. I guess there's also the problem where we had that scene where the magician tells Ayi that he likes her. And I think they might have tried to play that off as, well, he's still kind of a teenager in his head. So it's like a teenager telling another teenager that he likes her, but yeah, he's not. So it's creepy. So I guess it's good that they were like, no, 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 Ildung's staying away from that dude. He's a little bit too much. The magician is a bit much. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just want more from Ildung's ending. Yeah. And we will never have more. Yeah. Yeah. The magician's ending. The way that that was ambiguous was okay. I wanted more for Ildun. I thought that it would have made sense to let the magician have a weird, ambiguous ending. It doesn't make as much sense to be like, remember this guy that was kind of all over the place and then had, you know, a lot going for him and then we developed his storyline quite a bit and then we said, ah, no, we don't do secondary character storylines here. (laughs) It's just Ayi and her potentially imaginary sister. That's still up in the air. I still believe she was not real, but I know that she probably was. I just will always question why she wasn't in any family pictures or flashbacks or, like, when Ayi went to visit her younger self, she wasn't like, take good care of your sister. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah, her, they did not develop secondary characters very well in this show at all. I will say that much. That feels like delving into maybe the whole secondary character development thing might be like bonus episode material, but I will say it right now. I don't, I felt nothing for pretty much any secondary character. <laughs> I had the smallest ounce of respect for Robin, where they were like, we're not going to give her any story. That's it. Like, she doesn't get an actual storyline, but she does get to be a better friend by the end. Kind of similar to Hana and how there might have been a part of her that was like, stay away from the magician. He's a little bit of a creep. I really liked that the last scenes that we got with Robin 
were her constantly being like, that magician's a freak. He's really dangerous. He hurt my friend and that's not okay. And are you constantly being like, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I, I don't know. You're like, well, it happened. And I'm team Robin in these scenes being like, I don't know what your relationship with him is, but it should be nothing after he physically attacked a person. It, this is not maybe this, maybe that. This is, he choked my best friend. And I'm going to say it loud so that you can hear and you can still make your own decisions about what to do. But I want everyone else in the school to know, stay away from the amusement park. Stay away from that dude. And yeah. like, if that's the finale for Robin... That's awesome. <laughs> She's the real hero of this show. If only we had learned her actual <laughs> character name. Yep. Oops. It's going to be Robin for me. It's a good name. <laughs> She's just a sidekick. That's fine. Yeah. It's all we need. It's all we expected. It's all they gave us. And she did a great job. She did a great job. I really also liked, if we're going off on things that we loved, I really liked... The magician's backstory. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. I liked I liked how they rolled it out also. I mean, it was very classic. Someone comes and tells a story and we show the full flashback and everything. But I just, I don't know. It was just, maybe it's just comforting to see that same actor that plays all the male leads <laughs> when they're younger. Maybe that's what yeah. it was. I just like to see that young man. It's good to see him around still. <laughs> and it was really cool because they had shown the pregnant lady coming to visit. So her being the one to explain a lot of the backstory felt right. It felt like someone we kind of knew. Yeah. And then we had seen Ildun kind of falling apart slowly. So to get the parallels there with his story and the magician's story, it was for such a short show... They had laid out these these little things that made that big reveal and the telling of that story feel a lot more meaningful, which I liked a lot. Yeah, and in a way, it makes the fact that he quote-unquote saved Ildung just by, y you know, showing that, that it's important to, to think about what you want to before you just start to completely disconnect from reality. It, you know, it didn't say it in as many words, but it makes the fact that he did that for Ildun really, really meaningful, which I love. That that was him doing his best to save him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really nice parallel. Like we said, I don't think Ildun's ending was justified even with the parallelisms, but I liked that it showed. I, I think it was perfectly creepy and vague and odd to have Ildung's come apart be almost exactly the same as the magician's back when he was a kid. I think that was just really clever. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. I am an idiot. I had to have Craig explain it to me. I was still convinced that the spot on Ildung's shoulder was some kind of burn or scar. Craig had to be like, no, that was where he would pick as he started to slowly like disconnect and succumb to, to his overwhelm. 
is he would always pick that spot. And I, it, I can't believe I didn't realize that. For me, it felt like something he touched whenever he thought of, you know, his parents or, which is true, oh. but that was stressing him out. And so he'd start to pick. And so I, yeah, yeah, yeah. in my mind, I was like, did someone burn him? Or Aww. I don't know, is this some kind of abuse thing? No, I was wrong. I, and I, it wasn't just I was wrong. And then by the end of the show, I learned I was wrong. And then the show ended and then a day passed and then Craig had to explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I don't think it was ever explicit, but I think they did try and make it look really old like as if it were a scar probably to show that he's been under this type of stress for a really long time so the area has like healed and rehealed and been scratched again and again for years and years so i would guess that you're right in a way where it is a big scar on his neck but yeah that it's purely from stress and his own infliction which is so sad that is sad. I think that's relatable, though. I, I, when I am having very intense stress or anxiety, I, I pick at like my fingers and like my mm-hmm. arms and stuff big time. Like it, I don't know. It's kind of gross, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I think everybody has that. I bite my cheeks, so you can't see it, and I scratch my head, which that's been that's been new, and I hate <laughs> that because you can't see it. Biting your cheeks is a little easier to hide. But yeah, we've all got those things that we're just like, they're little stress ticks. Yeah, little stress ticks. And I, so it's weird and relatable. Like you said, everyone has it. But in my mind, I was like, it's a scar. It's a burn. It's a burn mark. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's what it looks like. So I can see that. I can see that. Um, Were there any other points in the show that were confusing that we should cover before we do our our wrap-up? Um, I can't really think of anything that I feel like I have to talk about. I'm sure it's been such a chaotic recording that I feel like we've definitely missed something, and I'll look back and say, oh, damn. Yeah, but hopefully we can remember that by the bonus episode. Yeah, bring, bring it, it back. In. Yeah. And if we did forget anything major that we definitely needed to talk about, there's always the option of, I think the episode will come out, uh, maybe not before we record, but like, let us know, of course, always in the regular channels. Are we doing that part right now? Yeah, let's do it. That was a really good transition. Hell yeah. So let us know in uh, probably the, the first place we always share is our email, playonkpodcast at gmail.com. You can just let us know. We roasted these last episodes pretty hard. We ha- we have our feelings, but let us know if we're wrong or if we forgot anything or any of that. Yeah, are we thinking too hard about K dramas lately? Are we are we becoming too critical? Because we're truly enjoying them. We just love to tear them apart. It makes us feel smart and really high up on our little horses here. <laughs> Um, you can always leave comments directly on each episode on our website, playonk.com. There you can also find links to each of our affiliates so you can help out the show while helping out yourself. We've got a Skillshare where you can build up your skills. You've got Blueberry Podcast Hosting if you want to start your own podcast. And then as always, NordVPN if you want to up your internet security game as well as get access to dramas that you might not be able to reach in your region. That's all at playonk.com. 
Yeah, or uh, if you wanted to find our episodes somewhere else, we're on many different streaming services, and on those streaming services, usually there's a place to rate, review, subscribe, or some combination of those things, and doing so really helps us out. It helps other K-Drama Podcast listeners find us. Yeah, finally, if you want to support us, we are on Patreon. We don't have any exclusive content on there. But if you just want to stop by, say hi, tell us you're listening and that you love the show, and give us a monthly donation so that we can keep the show going for as long as humanly possible, we'd love to see you there. That's You can find a link on our website, playonk.com. There's a big button at the bottom. Or you can go directly to patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, I can't wait to be doing this show when we're Nunas, just like old, old, when we're little Ajumas, you know? Ajumas? Oh, <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I think we're Nunas now. Yeah, I definitely Someday am. we'll be Ajumas, then Halmanis. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be our journey. <laughs> <laughs> the journey of women. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, Join us next week for our bonus episode of The Sound of Magic. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.